Pigweed here. Today we review an IPA and discuss liberalism. Hello and welcome to Beer in Conversation with Pigweed and Crow Hill. Good evening, Crow Hill. Good evening, Pigweed. What's on your mind? Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm concerned about liberalism. Yeah, me too. It's, it's gone astray. Off the deep end, I'd say. Well, what happened? Yeah, so much liberalism. Well, no, not, not enough liberalism. Uh, wait, what happened? Uh, what do you mean? Uh, I don't even know you. We've been beating up on liberalism for three years now, and now you switch sides. No, 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 I'm talking about classical liberalism. Oh, I see. You mean like liberals who uh, listen to classical music? No, 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 no. I'm talking about the early liberals. You know, uh, like, oh, FDR, LBJ. No, 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 no. Guys. Let's get out of the 20th century. Not the big government safety net guys. No, no, no. 17th century. Adam Smith, John Locke, John Stuart Mill. Ah, those guys. I, you, I see. You mean capital L, big L big, liberals. Big L li liberals, yes. Economic self-interest and minimal government that emphasize individual freedom. They sound like conservatives. Exactly. So, if you're a conservative, you're actually a liberal? Right. All right, confusing, but go on. So, classical liberalism is the foundation of Western liberal democracy. Okay, I like it. But it's in danger. From conservatives? From liberals. Oh, jeez. How is that? So the term has been co-opted and conflated with socialism. Now liberal means big government, high taxes, the welfare state, defund the police, open borders, abortion on demand, boys can be girls. So, whoa, whoa, whoa. so what do conservatives want to conserve? Liberalism. Oh, jeez. All right, wait. My head is spinning. Can I get a drink? Yeah, okay. So uh, I think that's a good idea. We okay, have... well, that was an excellent opening there. I just wanted to... <laughs> so we have... Uh, a, a new brewer has submitted a beer for review. We do. We assisted uh, a co-worker of mine on his very first brew. Yes. And with a very fine kit. Mm -hmm. You got the deluxe model yes. he, he has opening a, kit. He's, he's, <laughs> right. He's brewed one beer and his equipment is better than mine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's got a candy mama or whatever. I don't know what the terms are for that. Sugar, sugar mama. Ma I know. Yeah. All he did was hint that he might be interested in uh, brewing a beer, and the next thing you know, he's, he's got, got a $400 kit. <laughs> wow. All right. So, anyway. But, so. so my first reaction was that one of the first things that brewers get wrong is the carbonation. And this one, this is well carbonated. It's, yes. it's properly carbonated, I should say. Oh, um, and his wife assisted in the, uh, the bottling. bottling? And so she wondered if we were going to review the capping skills. And I would oh, just say, oh, oh, fine oh. job yes. capping. Yes, wow. good, job. good job with the bottling. Good job with the capping. And, and, and a, woman, the car. a woman who helps out with the beer bottle. Uh, oh, yeah. my gosh. What a, what oh, a, yeah. She's what a, a keeper. princess among women. Okay. So it's, uh, it's very uh, uh, a copper. Yes. I mean, beautiful. Yeah, it's, it's the right color for what, you what know, like, a, like an English IPA or a... Or a East Coast, not New England, but East Coast or, or English IPA. What was that Ram's Head beer? That oh, uh, Copperhead. Yeah, Copperhead. Yeah, it looks kind of like that. Similar kind of color. Yeah, there's no so reason nice. that an IPA can't be that color. That's it's right. Really nice. And it's got a nice head, and it's got a it's got a good hop aroma, but not overpowering. Lots of uh, so they're like five ounces of of hops. Wow. It, and and it was sixty minute ounce. Five minutes, mm -hmm. ounce, and then three ounces of dry hopping. Wow. Okay, so I would expect a lot more uh -huh. aroma from that, but 
It has good but flavor. But it's not, you know, I would, call, I would call it in the range of um, piney and uh, put it on the piney for over the tropical. Yeah. I, I forget mm -hmm. which hops you used. Hmm. But. Good flavor. For a first, first try? Yeah, very, 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 very good. The, the good. um, you can definitely tell that there's a lot of, uh, grain adjuncts added in here. You know, he soaked a lot of grains in this batch. Uh -huh. It wasn't, wasn't just all extra. No, it wasn't. He, he soaked some grains and he did, you know, well, we gave, of, him, gave him that, gave him the color and some of that, uh, some of that crystal. So yeah, some of that, some of that color and some of that maltiness, and good, good hop aroma, good hop flavor. Nothing, nothing overpowering. All very well balanced. Very good. Yeah. Well done. And but you know the, the big thing when you're first brewing, is, following the procedures so that you get things right, like carbonation, you uh -huh. get the sanitation properly, so yeah. you don't, you know, you don't have a bottle blowing up because it's got a bacterial for, uh, contamination. And he did a good job. Yeah, yeah, well done. Yeah, he's and he's uh, interested. He's already eyeballing an alt beer for Oktoberfest. There you go. Uh, he says that the, what what what's, what scared him off a little bit was that they want you to rack it again for two more weeks, yeah. so it's six weeks. And I'm like, you know, that extra toot racking, yeah, it probably does clean up the beer a little bit, but it's not. Especially, like, it's not, it's not like the, the beer's not. It, it, you can't make the beer unless you're willing to commit to a that, six, six that, weeks. That's true, but but I think I think with an alt beer, when you rack it that second time, you're supposed mm. to cool it. Um, so you're supposed to ferment it at regular air temperature, uh, ale temperatures, and then you rack it to secondary, and then you're supposed to bring it down to like 55, 60 degrees. Uh, you know what? He may have even said something like that. And yeah. I'm like, you know, you, I'm sure you don't have. You might not have the <laughs> stuff to do nah, that. You yeah. put it in your basement, so I'm sure you're going to get that much from the extra rack. Don't worry about it. Right. Uh, so that. Uh, Clever skit sort of exposes the problems with using the term liberal. Yeah, liberal has just so liberal really kind of comes from liberty in a way. The, the the emphasis was on was on liberty, and liberals were people who were interested in liberty, and that and it was in a way it was a reaction against all the forms of weird forms of government that we grew out of a couple hundred years ago. You know. Divine right of kings and all this other exactly. weird kind of stuff. Right, and and uh, you know, at the at the basis, it's that the where this became a radical idea is that the government's role is to serve its citizens and not the other way around. Exactly. You know, yeah. we the people. That's mm -hmm. just how. That's how it starts. I mean, there's. Well, let's back up to the to to the guys. Uh, John Locke mm -hmm. is considered, you know, the the guy who sort of. Introduced the principles that we think of as classical liberalism, but if you really, I, I guess you could go all the way to the Magna Carta. Yeah. You know what I mean? What's that, 1300s? Uh, 1600s. Magna Carta? Oh, no, 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 I'm sorry. I'm thinking of the Glorious Revolution. Magna Carta, yes, is, is uh, 1300s. So that right. just at the very beginning of, look, King, you can't just do anything you want. Mm -hmm. And then so, uh, right, so the ideas that led up to, yeah, the Glorious Revolution in England which was, uh, yeah, was was just that. Look, you, there's got to be a parliament, and yeah. we control the purse strings. Yeah, uh, and eventually led to. It is a pretty Charles remarkable. Charles losing his head. It is a pretty remarkable development because so so many forms of government were designed around the idea that you had a lord, and you had the other people had responsibility to the lord, and <laughs> right. the lord the lord had some responsibility to the people to protect them and take care of them that sort of thing. But they were basically his his children, his subjects, his his inferiors. And now, w one thing I think is interesting about the West is the West 
combines a bunch of things together. It combines, you know, Ro Roman ideas. Mm -hmm. It combines Christianity, and it combines Germanic tribal notions of uh, of government. And apparently, it was common among the German tribes to have more of a concept of uh, the people have a say in you know the pe the people had some say in the in the laws. And but that concept took a long time to kind of work its way into Western political ideas. And it, and it did, as you said, you know, Magna Carta, Glorious Revolution, progressively were saying, King, sorry, you can't have everything. Right. You have to, first, first it was Parliament has some rights. And then it was, well, wait a minute, the people have some rights. <laughs> yeah. So it was a progressively moving towards the consent, a uh, government with the consent of the governed. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh... The basis of, of John Locke's two treatises was that all men are created equal by the Creator and that without their consent, a government could be overthrown. And boy, just those words sound like the seeds of right. what you might call American Revolution. Right, and yeah, because the, the kings used to say, I'm the king, I am the law. Yeah. You, can't, you can't overthrow me, I'm, I'm the king. I, I'm here because God put me here and you better do what I say. Yeah, uh... You know, it echoes uh, the the Declaration of Independence echoes Locke mm -hmm. you know, that uh, life, liberty, and the proof, pursuit of happiness as inherent to man. Right. And not not, and this is I think this is something that's still not properly understood about what the Bill of Rights is and what the what the Constitution uh, the, the Declaration is. Mm -hmm. It's it's not that. We 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 are going to design a government that is going to grant these rights to people. <laughs> right, exactly. Right, that's I, not mean, the I, idea think, at all. I think that that's still misunderstood. A lot it's of people think that. Yes, a lot of people it's think that. that. The, uh, like 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 I just said, in, it's already inherent in who we are, and the the the, the, the Bill of Rights is saying the government all the things that the government won't do. Yeah, right. Well, the Bill of Rights is not these these are your rights given to you granted to you by the government. I think everybody in America should be required to memorize the 10th Amendment, which makes that very clear. Uh, anything, any power not specifically given to the federal government or the states, or to the federal government, is the right of the states or the people. Right. Because, because the government doesn't, like, give us rights. No, we have rights. And it's only, I mean, the government is... only has power because we let it have power. But you can imagine, after uh, a couple hundred thousand years of that being a foreign idea, mm -hmm. it's really radical. Yeah, it is really radical. But there is, there certainly is an idea nowadays, and you hear it, you hear it as a, an undertone in a lot of conversations, that the government gives us certain rights. Yeah. No, the government doesn't give us any rights at I all. I the government I think it's recognizes a, rights. I think it's a terribly misunderstood thing that, yeah, that needs to be uh, taught before uh, everybody reads Heather Has Two Mommies. <laughs> uh, Wouldn't that be nice? Yeah, so, okay, so this is, the, this is, what we're talking about is a small government, classic liberalism. Yeah. Then, right behind Locke, you've got John Stuart Mill, who sort of eases into a new liberalism, which mixes, mixes the defense of free speech and limits on power with a more socialist leaning of economic uh, yeah, more, more, philosophy. More like, let's... Because the, 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 well, when's Adam Smith? Adam Smith is in between these guys, or, or, uh... I think Adam Smith is before Locke, isn't he? I, well, I, well, I don't know. Under, well, within, with Locke is a very, uh, laissez-faire 
yeah. economic approach. Right. right? That, that you need to get out of the way to allow human beings the freedom to, pers- to you know, the, pursue their own economic freedom. Yes. And I think Mill started getting, well, maybe not. We got to take care of the poor kind of the thing. And that's right. when you get the beginning of the creeping uh, liberalism we see today. But. Yeah, and, and it's interesting that it's always, it's always under the guise of taking care of the poor. You know, it's like you start with something that everybody's going to agree with, which we, sh- we should take care of the poor. Everybody agrees with that. We should take care of the poor. But what happens is that then becomes the mechanism for bringing in all kinds of additional uh, garbage. Yeah. You know, more taxings, more regulations, more rules, more restrictions, more everything. And does it really help the poor? Yeah. You know, the record is not good. It's not good. So, so Mills, you know was rock solid on freedom of speech and his on liberty is really all about free speech mm-hmm. and the, the the marketplace of ideas yeah. and you gotta you gotta listen to everything mm-hmm. and uh, the good idea you know and the good and the better ideas will rise to the top right and we are go we're going to debate endlessly about everything all the time do you remember the show we did on um, George will? Yeah, and that's what his emphasis was. He right. says the system is designed for that. Yes. it's not. It's not coming up with with perfect rock solid solutions that will never be challenged again. Right. It's it's about the constant debate. That is the system. Yeah, and, and, and it was designed to be to force government to work very very slowly. So so think about what that assumes. What does that assume about society and about man? It, it assumes, on the one hand, it assumes that people are rational. And, some, uh, and that they can maintain some civility. Yes, they can maintain some civility, and it also assumes a certain level of education. Mm-hmm. It also assert, assumes a certain level of commitment to some basic principles, and, like, uh, which is what you mean by civility. I mean, you know, the other guy gets a chance to say his, his piece. Yeah, and also that, uh, as a, you are a committed citizen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right, you, 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 it's, it's not. It, this system is not going to be work up, be made up of uh, selfish people. Mm-hmm. Right, there's, there's, there has to be a sense of, uh, of, a, of a nation. Like, it, it, in contrast to tribalism, where you are only doing the best you, that you can do for your immediate tribe, however it's defined. Right. right? Yeah, you're trying to work for the benefit of the nation, and you're not going to just say, "Oh shoot, I'll just take my marbles and go home," right? It's you're like, gonna... "All right, we'll just keep, we'll, you know, we'll keep working on this." Yes. I mean, I, I think you're wrong, and I strongly disagree. But uh, let's take a vote here, and and I'll respect the vote, and, and I'll, right, and yeah. I'll respect the vote. Yeah. So that, uh, you know, so Mill kind of introduces this idea in support of free markets. Opposed to progressive taxation, he later shifts, and uh, his so his legacy on liberalism led to reforms of the early 20th century, under the, the the preposition that liberty was only achievable with a level of economic and social well-being. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he's kind of backtracking a little bit. On he's like, yeah, you know, this is the most important thing, but you can really only get there if we lift everybody, and- which is kind of goes against the the strain of, um, you know, giving. It, it, the more free, if you give the more freedom you give people, the more they can tap into their potential. Well, the, in, to one extent, I, I think he's right. Which is, we, you know, as we said before, what, what's assumed in classical liberalism is uh, a certain level of education, a certain level of rationality, a certain level of commitment to certain moral principles. Mm-hmm. So, to some extent, there has to be a societal commitment 
to some basic level of morality, education, civility, rule of law, those kinds of things. So if that's what he means in terms of, of establishing kind of a, uh, you know, a, a bottom line for the civilization, then that's one thing. But trying to say we have to establish a bottom line like in terms of access to clean water or something, that's a completely different thing. Yeah, well, uh, no, I think what, what, what I was saying, or I was actually reading from this guy's mm -hmm. thing, uh, what was that that's not what he, that's, that's how it bled into, in the 20th century, that's how it was interpreted as this certain basic level includes a basic housing. Right. A basic, yeah. you know, right? Yeah. Basic and that's income. Not, and that's not basic, the, right. No, it's that, not, not. That's not the assumption of liberalism. The assumption of liberalism is intellectual stuff, moral stuff. Uh, it's not whether you can, you know, have running water in your house. That's, that's not the, the assumption. And so modern liberalism, was, so when we think of liberals, uh, when you think of... FDR and LBJ and, you know, what champions of justice they were. <laughs> uh, that so is what's considered... Liber liberalism is now associated with the establishment of a welfare state. Right. And... Which was, which was anathema to early yes, classical yeah. liberals. Big weed here. We love receiving comments from our listeners, and so if you have something to contribute... Comment, disagree, we'd love to hear it. We can be reached at bigweedshow at gmail.com. Just called Pigweed, but Crow Hill will listen to. You see, I've come up with a little chart here. <laughs> yeah, so I read a whole bunch of articles about the dis distinctions between classical liberalism and modern liberalism. Okay. And I threw in a couple of quotes from Adam Smith just to spice it up a little bit. But um, so, so we've got issues here on the left. Issues and then how classical liberalism stands and how modern liberalism stands. So, okay. So the first so, one... You're right, because we're trying to clear this thing up here about what do people mean when they mean liberalism. And then sometimes you'll hear conservatives say, I'm a classical... Uh, I adhere to classical liberalism. Right. So what are they talking about? Yeah, so okay, so liberty. Yeah. Uh, classical liberalism would say, that's what we're all about. Yeah. That's why it's liberalism. Power is only legit with the consent of the governed. That's... Yeah. So that's the classical liberal. Yeah, it is the underlying... The yeah. modern idea is kind of a mix. The problem is that the definition of liberty keeps changing. Liberties, liberals, modern liberals, do promote universal voting and things like that, but they're dismissive of large portions of the population who, who they think need to do what their betters tell them to do. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, they're like, all right, uh, this voting thing is fine, to a point, mm -hmm. and then you know you just need to let the experts take over. Right. Yeah. I think that's a bit of the a bit of the attitude. Now I came up I came up with a new one that I don't think you have on here, which is the divine right of kings. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Classical liberalism would oppose the divine right of kings. Yeah. I think modern liberalism would also oppose that, but they've sort of substituted it with the divine right of experts. Uh, you mean uh, like Fauci and uh, Walensky? Yeah, the idea is the idea is you can't question the king, right? And, and that's and, the, behind the divine right of kings. He's and, anointed by God, you can't question him. Well, he's anointed by God, you can't question him, and he's definitely unelected. Right. He, he so, was he, he, right. He, he was designated by God the po or the, po <laughs> the, po the president him or whatever. Yeah. So the the modern liberalism clearly is against the divine right of kings, 
but they they seem to be sneaking in a different kind of authoritarianism. Yes, which which is not elected, and it's uh, like this very authoritarian, and which is very anti-democratic, very anti-classical liberalism. Yes. Yeah, what else we yes. got here? All so, right, government, economic freedom. Um, Adam Smith said, "Individual ambition serves the common good." Yes, I, right. And the modern liberals seem to think that you should regulate things as much as possible. Mm-hmm. You know, so individual ambition is sort of, it's permitted, it's okay, but it's not really promoted or encouraged or celebrated. It's kind of like, well, okay. It reminds me a little bit of uh, the show we did on uh, Ayn Rand, mm-hmm. right? Well, mm-hmm. What was her uh, rational objective? Objectivism. Uh, objectivism. It, it sounds like it sounds like that in the sense that me pursuing the each of us pursuing what is best for themselves will ultimately satisfy other people because that in a capitalist system the only way that you're going to achieve anything yeah. is to get somebody else to buy your goods yeah. and so and while you're while you're trying to make the best thing possible to sell the most so that it benefits you, you're actually producing the best thing possible for the other people to purchase. Yeah, CVS can't compel me to come into their store and they can't compel me to part with my money. Right. They have to they have to make it a situation where I want to come into their store yeah. and I want to purchase their product. Right. right? Yeah. And that so that's yep. good for everybody. All right. Size of government. The classical liberal says small. Right. right? People with power are not to be trusted. Here's another Adam Smith quote. All for ourselves and nothing for other people seems in every age of the world to have been the vile maxim of the masters of mankind. Right. So the fatter government gets, the worse things get off for the people exactly. that are beneath them. That's right. <laughs> yeah. That's right. And what are the, what's the... I don't know, do you know who you attribute uh, the government that governs least governs best? Is there... Is is there, is there a particular person that's... <laughs> I, I, I've heard a bunch of people I, I, say... I, yeah, I've heard it a million you, times, but I'm not sure if, they, if, if somebody belong, if that belongs to somebody. I'm sure it does. I don't know who it is. So um, the modern liberal approach seems to be the bigger and bigger government with no practical restraint. There, there doesn't seem Nothing. to be any, any sort of even conceptual restraint on the size of government. No. If somebody is, is uncomfortable somewhere, uh, we need a new government policy. Mm-hmm. Look at, uh, you know, and listen to Shapiro today. He's like, look, you developed the vaccine. Your job is over, <laughs> all right, when it comes to the virus. You, right. you're, there's no defeating the virus, yeah. okay? And more and more government is not going to make us right. safer. Yeah. But there right. is no constraint. So the view of government power, a related issue, yeah. classical liberalism would say it's a necessary evil. Modern liberalism would say it's a force for good. All right, keep going. All right um, markets. Classical liberalism would say free. Modern liberalism would say regulated. Mm-hmm. Human nature. Classical liberalism would say it's fixed yeah. and a guide to how to organize societies. So here's an Adam Smith quote. Man is an animal that makes bargains. No other animal does this. No dog exchanges bones with another. So, I mean, so, <laughs> okay. I mean that's, that's looking at the, the way man is. Right, and say, okay, let's, get, let's develop a system that works with this fixed nature. Yes. As opposed to what? And modern liberalism seems to go kind of in the communist direction yeah. of believing of man as malleable, and if we change education and environment, we can make man better. With the right government, we can make man better and make life more fair and just and whatever. Right. Social justice, I would say classical liberalism would discourage it, and modern liberalism would encourage it. Uh, the source of rights... 
classical liberalism would say God and or nature, mm -hmm. and modern liberalism would say government yeah. is the source of rights. Um, taxation, classical liberalism would say low taxes, low tariffs, and modern liberalism would say high taxes, and I, I don't really know what the modern liberal position is on tariffs. Um, yeah, yeah, because you're, you're right, because sometimes they uh, can be, yeah, you're right, the left can be protectionist at times, and uh, sometimes with their, if they're sucking on the teat of China. Yeah, then, they're all free trade, yeah. that's right. Uh, this is an interesting one, fallibilism. And what that means is, from the classical liberal perspective, anyone, especially you, can be wrong. Mm -hmm. Okay? Uh, especially you meaning pointing at yourself, not pointing at everybody else. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Modern liberalism would say, no discussion, shut down debate. Yeah. Right? Um, objectivity. Classical liberalism would say, reject any theory that cannot be proven or disproven by reality. Mm -hmm. Modern liberalism seems to be trending in the direction that ideology trumps reality. All right, well, but let me draw one, one distinction here. So when I think of modern liberalism, I think of, like, like I said earlier, FDR and LBJ forward. But some of these things are, like, five years old. Exactly. You yes. know what I mean? Yes. Like, like it, it, uh, the, this, this liberalism, like I said, is just a step away from socialism. Well... Now that the Democrats have basically gone full socialist, yeah. uh, in the last five years we have accelerated. Liberalism has just gone full bore. Right. You know what was what was considered under Bill Clinton not that long ago. What you're seeing now in the Democrat Party is nuts. Yeah. Yes. Even for Bill Clinton. What so that, 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 is, so, that is that is a very fair point. So, and so I like think... this, this last the last thing that you that you said. So so this full bore. Um, What's the term I'm looking for? Uh, Postmodernist yeah. view of the world. Yes, is it's recent. Really, you know, it's been in academic circles, yes. and now it's just full blown. Yeah, that's, that. that's that's a very important point because, like, I I have a friend who's who will be at Oktoberfest. You've met him a couple times. Who says he's a he's a born again Roosevelt guy? Okay, okay. I mean, he's he's very into you know Roosevelt. All right, so Roosevelt would not be guilty of a lot of the things we're pinning on yeah, modern yeah, yeah, liberalism. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, so this is definitely there's definitely been a transition from classical liberalism to modern liberalism, and what I'm the thing the, the errors I'm pointing out in modern liberalism are very very recent. Not, yeah. you, you couldn't necessarily pin them on JFK or Bill Clinton or Truman or any, you know, <laughs> yeah, any of those yeah. guys. Okay, um, so how about this one? Accountability. Hmm. Uh, classical liberalism would say they're open to conceding and correcting error. Um, I'm not sure what modern liberalism thinks about this. It's almost like it depends on whose ox is being gored. Well, yeah, but there's, there is no real accountability. And For example, uh, if Cuomo was a Republican, mm -hmm. uh, he would already be yeah. gone. And he will probably weather the storm. Probably. Because he's got powerful friends and the media mm -hmm. who are all just going to say, well, just ride this out until, until, until COVID, COVID, COVID. Yeah. It's Delta strain, Epsilon strain. Yeah. Uh, we've got more bigger things to worry about than whether or not he's a gropey old man, you know, whatever. Right. So you, you know what I mean? In terms of accountability, yeah. If it's convenient, they're not accountable. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. So pluralism. This gets back to what you were saying before about the the idea of letting a million flowers bloom. Mm. The best way to find the truth is to have intellectual diversity, to have a lot of ideas, to have them all out there. But what we get from modern liberalism 
is enforced obeisance to the latest dogma. Shut down debate. We can't say anything other than what the the people in charge have said is right. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, and they've, they've found new weapons for that. And it, one, the most powerful one, racist. So <laughs> yes. right, right. And somehow, I don't. Know. How about this one? Means over ends. Classical liberalism would say you must maintain the liberal democratic process irrespective of the results. But the modern liberalism would say getting to the right result is most important. And the methods are all examples of white privilege and power. <laughs> yes. Very good point. And that is the worst. Uh, oh. I mean, even uh, science, yeah. facts, data. Logic, math, all, all these things. Yeah. I mean, they are oh, openly getting the right answer on a math question is example of white supremacy. Right. This is, this is where right. we'll... May or may not get into the CRT aspect of this. Which yeah. is, uh, okay, how about truth? Classical liberalism would say truth exists and we can find it by the proper methods. Modern liberalism would say claims the truth are simply an assertion of power. To be woke is to realize that all this stuff about truth and objectivity is a lie. There's no point in arguing. <laughs> yeah, and and what do they call that? The Kafka trap. Yes. So, so if, if you agree that you're wrong, you're wrong. If you don't agree that you're wrong, that's evidence yeah. of you being wrong. That's right. That's right. It's, it's kind of like it's kind of like somebody accuses you of something and you deny it. See, that's just evidence. See? You <laughs> right. stop beating your wife. What? Individuality, classical liberalism—that's fundamental. That's the foundation of society. Modern liberalism would say it's a myth. Everyone is defined by the group that they're in. Yeah, we're going to get, and I think in our future Freud show, I was thinking about. Uh, the 20th century in postmodernism has, oh gosh, do I want to do this? I'll do it in one minute. Uh, has, once you, once you adopt the ideas of Freud, Marx, and Darwin, yeah. which all took place in the Victorian period, 1850 yeah. to 1900, say, in the 20th century, before that, man was his own agent. Yeah. After that, you've learned that all of these other things, psycho, psychologically, uh, so societal forces, your evolutionary past, these are all things that are making you do what you do, and you really don't, you're really just bouncing around like a beach ball yeah. to, the, to the force, and this is what, and that's what it gets you, that, that there is no individuality. You, you, you cannot pull yourself up by the bootstraps. You cannot do anything because the forces of society define who you are, you, including your race, your sex, your class, right. and you don't have anything to say about it. Therefore, we must change these things yeah. to make a more perfect society, right. et cetera, et cetera. All right, so you profit, know. profit. Classical liberalism says good. Modern liberalism says suspect. Welfare state. Classical liberalism says it's a danger to freedom because it gives too much power to the government. Modern liberalism would say it's an important social safety net. Yep. Um, inequality. Classical liberalism would say it's inevitable. Adam Smith said, wherever there is great property, there is great inequality. Modern liberalism would say inequality is proof of some sort of bias that must mm -hmm. be fixed. Mm -hmm. Crime and punishment. Adam Smith and classical liberalism said mercy to the guilty is cruelty to the innocent. Well, Modern liberalism says they seem to always be on the side of the criminals. Always. Yeah. Uh, did you see the, uh, that Diane Feinstein was robbed? And none of the networks covered it. Really? Did you? Did you wow. hear about it? No. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Right? Oh, it's not really their fault. Yeah. Let me. Right. So societal forces have driven them to the point where they have to riot. They have to. They, they have to shoplift. 
They, they have know. to rob. I know. So, you it. know, really, no, no really, there no. are no laws. So I want to, uh, just, just wrapping this up, I wanted to do one last quote from Adam Smith. It is not from the benevolence of the butcher, the brewer, or the baker that we expect our dinner, but from their regard to their own self-interest. We address ourselves not to their humanity, but to their self-love, and never talk to them of our own necessities, but of their advantages. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Smith. Lock, mill. Yeah, you guys figured it out. Yep. And you were liberals. Now you're conservatives. Sorry, <laughs> and I'm sure you, I'm sure you would find that very confusing if yes. we told you that today. Yes. <laughs> say, of course we're not. We are changing the world, and they were radicals. Mm -hmm. Really, right? Yeah. The funny thing is, the American Revolution was simultaneously very radical and very conservative. Yes, and the, right. Well. Right, when especially if you, you compare it to the French Revolution, that's what that's what it looks like if you don't have the conservative bent. Yes, which <laughs> right, which, right. which which puts a stop on things. Yes. which you get to a certain point. That's right. Yeah. Uh, gosh. So, uh, yes. So, in many ways, I wish we could get the term back. I. Right, they don't deserve the term liberalism. That's they, right. They, let's, let's just say you're leftists. And we're liberals. Yeah, there. Yeah, we can. There are a lot, a lot of terms that would def describe modern so-called liberals, like mm -hmm. fascism, might be one of them. Right. Um, uh, authoritarian. Authoritarian is very good. Yeah. Um, but but liberal really doesn't apply. To no. A lot of and you hear, if I could point to, uh, I am so sick of being of being in love with Bill Maher, <laughs> who's a flat out liberal. Yeah. But he's a liberal who's going, you guys are so not liberal. <laughs> he's not moving. He's not budging from where he is. Yeah. He's saying, no, censorship, canceling people, yeah. uh, shutting down debate, demonizing your opponent. That's not us. Right. We, are the, we are the people who believe in seeing everything. From, I remember uh, uh, James Carville. Yeah. He's, one, of the, one of his quotes was, uh, you know, in, in praising liberalism, he says, uh, you know, we see five sides to a square, right? <laughs> so we all, you know, we're we're always willing to. Are you is it, are you are you getting that feeling now? Absolutely not. It's the there's one opposite. side. Yeah, there's there's one side, and if you dare say otherwise, we're gonna kick you off Twitter. We're gonna kick you off Facebook. Off campus. We're gonna, we're gonna get you fired from your job. We're gonna uh, make you your all your relatives hate you. Yeah, it's, it's and, crazy. Yeah, and James Carvels and, and Ricky Gervais and uh, who did I say? Bill Maher. You know, I couldn't believe. Uh, I thought Van Jones was just a straight up ideologue. Mm -hmm. No, he was. He's all. He's all, he's with Bill Maher. Really? Yeah, yeah. Huh. He's like, no, guys, this is not how. Uh, he was speaking on campus, mm -hmm. going, "No, you don't take the weights out of the gym." Right. You know, yeah. this is how you get stronger. This is how you. I saw that quote. I don't yeah. know if I don't know if that's typical of him. Uh, I just don't know him well enough. To uh, say. I don't either, but yeah. I mean, I've heard enough to say, yeah. "Wow, you know." I mean, he does get it. He's a straight-up liberal who believes in this kind of liberalism, right? You know, not allowing people to speak on campus. I know. I mean, what? What's what, campus for? What are you doing over there? So you're yeah. obviously right. You're not learning. It's no yeah. longer a place of learning. I'm so right. worried about my son going to college, but I've steered him into, you know, uh, the sciences anyway. So yeah. just, you know, be, well, and, and, but he'll probably be. He'll be forced to take feminine literature and then come up. Oh my God! Apparently, the sciences are, are even getting bad yeah, these I, days. Yeah, but sure, yeah. uh, so uh, five-man electrical band. Yeah, 
Sign, sign, sign everywhere. everywhere a sign. Locking up, up the scenery, breaking my mind. Yeah. Do this, don't do that. Can't you? So I, as a as a young man, I was like, so I was I was pre hippie. Yeah. Right. Hippies were kind of fading out by the time I knew what that was going on. But you know, everybody's listening to hippie music anyway, and I'm like, I think I'm a hippie <laughs> from that song, right? I'm like. Yeah. And it's all, it's all about what? It's about everywhere you go, there's a sign from the government telling you the 15 things you can't do. Right. Right? Yeah, and leave, me going, leave me alone. Yes, leave me alone. Freedom lovers. Mm -hmm. uh, distrust of the government. Right. I'm like, these are my guys. Well, I mean, I think they went too far. But yes, that, that basic underlying sense of freedom and get off my back and I can, let me run my own life, that is a good impulse. I, that was, and that's what I felt. And then, and then little by little, I'm going... Why are you guys so in love with government? <laughs> right. uh, so I feel, I feel like honestly, isn't it weird how it's flipped? As a right, as uh, you know, someone would say, "What happened to you, man? I thought you were a liberal and a Democrat." I'm like, oh, I didn't go anywhere. <laughs> I think the, I was the Democrats and the liberals left me. Yeah, right. Yeah, the Democrats have have gone from being anti-government to being pro-government, being anti-establishment to being pro-establishment. Yeah, it's very it's very weird. It is. Is they're like, no, we need us to make all the decisions for you. When back when they were hitchhiking, smoking weed right. across the country, uh, right? It was all about getting the man off your back. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So you know, I would say, yeah, that's sort of a, a uh, my early liberalism was classical. Yeah. Don't mean in a musical way. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I don't know about that. So, I think there, there I, we are. There we are. I mean, classical liberalism, we entirely endorse. All the ideas of classical liberalism seem completely right. Yes. And classical liberalism was, was big. Its best embodiment was the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution of the United States. Yeah. That's where you see classical liberalism. Modern liberalism is just this weird crazy thing that was born in the fevered minds of academics and has bubbled out to be this horrible creation. Yeah, well, and, and it's, it's, you know, it's Marxist. Yeah. It's where, I mean, where, where, you, can, you can keep going. Uh, so liberalism was, I guess, on the left at, its, at the time, mm -hmm. right? Uh, if there was such a spectrum. But now what you have is, uh, like I said, steps towards socialism, and then for, then, you, then you get to Marxism, and that's all uh, critical race theory is, is to wipe out. They completely reject the uh, ideas of the Enlightenment, which are the ideas of classical liberalism, yes. and objectivity, and truth, yep. and... All of it's out the window. We could out go back. Window. We could go back through that list and go through every single one of them. And critical race theory basically throws them all out. Yeah. Oh yeah. They, yeah. Yes. So they wouldn't even. They wouldn't even argue against them. They would. They, they would just say, "Oh, every single one of those things is built in and designed for the purposes of uh, elevating white people and putting down black people. Therefore, all and consequently, all of it needs to go. Right. And replaced with what? Some, so right. yes, yeah, some authoritarian state that tells everybody what to what do, to think and what to and do, be, in order to achieve a particular outcome. Yeah, yeah. I saw I just somewhat along those lines, and to lighten things up a touch, Thank I was you. I was watching a, uh, a discussion the other day on the news. It was about the Olympics, and they were talking about people protesting at the Olympics. Yeah. And this one guy had a great comment. 
he said, you know, okay, I want one of them, I want one of them to go full, full honesty on this and do their protest and then defect to Cuba. Oh, I was, I was thinking the exact same thing. Well, so how about you know the girl from Belarus? Yeah. That she couldn't go back to her country, so she went to Poland. I'm going, this is your opportunity. I know. You you can escape oppression right here. Yep. You go find, the, Japan has all the embassies of the world. Yep. You go to one of those, and you say, I cannot go back and live in an oppressive culture that way. And I'm sure you can find one of those countries who will take you in. Sure. And I'm sure all these people who want to protest against America, the Cuban embassy would take them just They fine. would take them, and you, exactly. would just li- you could live the socialist dream. There you go. Drive a 1955 Chevy. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, gosh. Well, speaking of Olympic gold, yes. uh, how about, I didn't know they had women's wrestling, uh, but she could barely contain her pride after winning the gold medal in freestyle wrestling, and all she had to say was, wrapped, wrapped in the flag, I, lo- I love representing the USA, I love living there. I love it. <laughs> I'm so happy I get to represent the USA. And she also has lots of stuff about uh, God and such. And uh, 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 bless her. I can't even. Ta- Tamara Mensa Stock. She's a 28 year old Texan. Yeah. And uh, she just said it feels amazing. Could not help, but she got teared up. Wrapped up in the and that's what American that's who flag. we want in the Olympics. And we don't want people. You know it, and everybody saw it. Oh, and gosh, it's oh, it's so good. I even watched the women's hammer throw. Yeah, and the uh, the woman who turned her back on the flag. Yeah. she came in eleventh out of twelve. Okay, good for her. Yeah. <laughs> good for us. All right, well, well done, uh, Ms. Stock, Mensa Stock, and uh, we we want more of you. Yes, we do. All right, cheers. If you like Beer and Conversation with Pigweed and Crowhill, please like it, share it, give us a good review, post it to Facebook, all that good stuff. Thank you so much.